Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoyer. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. And Nick, uh, we talked a lot about Jerry Rosberg. I'm sure he'll come up some more as as we continue today's podcast. But uh, I wanted to get into some of these these players' uh, reactions yesterday. Um, you know, we, we obviously heard from from Russell Wilson, uh, Justin Simmons, Randy Gregory, and, and Dalton Reisner. Um, and, and you know, Gregory and, and Reisner kind of had their own little things that they needed to address. Nick uh, up on the podium. We'll get to them in a bit. But I wanted to really talk about. Uh, Russell Wilson and what he had to say yesterday. Uh, and, and we have some audio here, Nick, and I'm going to have us play that first and then get kind of your reaction. But he kind of shouldered the blame for what has happened, um, you know, partially this season. Uh, and also Nathaniel Hackett, uh, obviously, you know, getting the ax, uh, he kind of took a little bit of blame for that. So here's, here's him talking about that uh, and, and kind of his reaction to the, the news. You know, uh, obviously, you know, devastated by Coach Hackett because I think he's an amazing man, amazing teacher, amazing father, just watching him with his kids and what he's been on to do and how he's taught the game for us. Um, you know, this season has been uh, a season that we never thought was going to happen the way it did. Um, and uh, he was a guy that spent all his time, all of his effort um, into us as, as players, as staff members, everybody coaches as well. And so I think that he, um, <clears throat> he's going to be an amazing coach. Um, he's one of the brighter minds I've been around. And um, I think also, too, you know, it's been a crazy season, tons of injuries, tons of everything else. But the reality is, is that, you know, I, I wish I could have played better for him, too. You know, I wish I could have played at the, at the standard and the level that I've played, you know, I've always played at and know, known how to play at. So, um, but what I do know is uh, he's resilient. He's going to be a tremendous coach, like I said. And um, you know, I love him to death, and everybody uh, misses him for sure. Uh, thanks to uh, DenverBroncos.com for that audio. Uh, Nick, what's your reaction to, to Wilson saying that? And I will say, you know, Wilson is not the only one that said that. Every single player that spoke yesterday uh, kind of said a similar thing. Hey, I wish I would have played better. It's on me. It's on the players as much as it's on the coaches about what happened. He, they, they're absolutely right. And Russell is absolutely right. And that's when you're in a situation like this that no one expected, neither the players, the coaches, or the fan base, and something happened like this, uh, people get fired. And 
accountability is one of those things that Jerry Rosberg talked about. And I felt as though this team did not have a couple of years ago, but to have players stand, stand up at that podium and say, Hey, this one is on me. Yeah, it is on you. And there should be every single player in that locker room who's saying the same thing. Now, here's the flip side of that coin. Since you know that it, your idea is that why didn't you do anything to change it? And I'm hoping that with coach Hackett being fired and we've seen it uh, in years past, we've seen it this season when, you know, Frank Wright was fired in Indianapolis and Jeff Saturday came in and took over that first game, the Colts team uh, as a whole played well, they played inspired football and you were left feeling like, where was this at the beginning? So you're hoping that maybe this lights a fire under certain guys who that fire wasn't lit. And I know that's hard to believe you play a professional sport and they pay you for it, that uh, you go out there and you put your best foot forward. If there are any guys in that locker room that feel ashamed because Coach Hackett was fired, they should go out there and try to pay uh, respect to him by going out there and playing well. And then when the interviews are there at the locker room, they can say, well, this one was for you know, Coach Hackett. It's not similar to saying this was one, this one was for John. But at the same time, you go out and you play for your coach. But it's still going to raise some questions, George. Why play the way that you're playing right now in inspired football when you could have done that for the first 16 weeks of the season? Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond this weekend. Uh, you know, Russell said that they had one of their best practices of the year uh, on Wednesday, and it wasn't because you know, Jerry Rosberg came in and changed what they were doing in practice, but it was because guys knew that they needed to be sharp because of what happened and that it was kind of a, I don't know if a wake up call is the right word, Nick. Um, but you know, they, they felt like, uh, they let coach hack it down and that they, they needed to come out sharp and ready to go. Uh, I thought it was also interesting, Nick, Justin Simmons said the exact same stuff. And obviously he's a defensive guy. Uh, and the defense has played up until Sunday relatively well this season. Obviously, they've been kind of the backbone. But even he said, hey, I wish I could have played better. I built a really strong relationship with Coach Hackett, and I feel like I let him down. Justin Simmons, of all people, man, this guy, he's about to be on his fifth head coach uh, in eight years, right? I mean, he's been here for all of the, these coaching changes the last several years. Um, I thought it was interesting what he had to say, Nick. I don't know if you caught the end of his press conference, but I asked him, you know, what does he want in, in the next head coach? What is what has maybe been missing? Um, you know, what what can what can they do? What who who can they go get uh, that would maybe fix this? And he 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 was very blunt with me, Nick. And he said, "Man, I just want to win. I don't know. I don't care who it is, what they do." Uh, who they hire, whatever. He goes, I just want to win football games. So if they get a coach in here that can do that, then I'm cool with it. Um, what, what would, what, what, do you, what's your reaction to that? And I don't, again, I don't know if you caught most of uh, Justin's press conference, but he had some interesting things to say. Yeah, he's absolutely right. Uh, when, when you have, uh, for the past eight years of doing, endured nothing but losing, you absolutely want to win. And someone would say, well, isn't that obvious? You play a, a professional sport. You should want to win. Heck, I want to win at table tennis. I want to win at paper football. I'm just that competitive. But sometimes when you have had a drubbing over eight years, you lose that desire to win. You start to settle into the idea that, you know what? 
It is what it is. And here we go again. And any team or any player, whether it's a sport in life, and you're saying that to yourself, that means that you have adopted, officially adopted a losing mentality. But still to hear him say he wants to win, to me, yeah, you like to hear that, but you still like to see that. And no matter who, whatever the coach that comes in, yeah, that's going to be priority number one, winning games. But it's like, how do you win games? Do you have all the pieces to get that accomplished? And more importantly, George, do you have the right attitude in the locker room? You in that locker room, just like I, I am. Guys are very jovial. They're having fun. You know, it, it's almost like they're undefeated. And that's great. You still want to have that type of attitude. But you and I both know that there's not every single guy in that locker room towing the company line, right? You have these issues when you have guys doing their own thing or guys who are just happy to be there. Because once again, the right thing to do to say, man, I am disappointed in this team, in myself, because our coach is fired. Coaches get fired when players don't do their job. Now, the coaches have you know, their obligations as well, but I know because I've been in locker rooms before as a player and as a coach, not everyone is there to win games. They're just there, there to just say, hey, George, I'm in the NFL. I got to put it on social media, talk to my friends. But that coach who comes in, he's going to have to have a weeding out process. And that might mean weeding out some of your favorite Broncos at the same time. You're right, Nick. Uh, I think that there's going to be several guys in that locker room right now that won't be back next year. And I think the head, like the new head coach is going to come in and, and uh, I would assume sit down with a lot of the guys and, and see where their head is at uh, and then make decisions based on play on the field and off the field. Speaking of which, good segue. Uh, we also heard from Randy Gregory and Dalton Reisner yesterday. Nick, did you catch any of Randy Gregory's press conference? No, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able. He uh, he was very uh, remorseful, I would say. Um, you know, never an easy thing to get up in front of the media uh, and kind of answer those tough questions. I wish he would have done it on Sunday. I think it would have been good to just get it out of the way after the game. But, you know, his emotions were, were very high, obviously. Um, he, he was very heated. And, uh, you know, I think it was, it was probably best to let him cool off and speak with us on Wednesday. Uh, but he basically said the same stuff, Nick. I mean, he was like, yeah, like, you know, my actions might've cost Nathaniel Hackett his job, um, you know, and he felt bad about that. And, and, you know, he also just said that he wishes this whole season could have gone differently. And I also thought it was interesting, Nick, he said, you know, his entire career, he's always been fighting this narrative about him and it's because of his actions off the field. And that, uh, you know, he again caused it himself this week and said that, you know, he, he wants to, for this team and for himself, change the narrative, um, you know, whether that's playing better on the field, uh, staying healthy, but also being a better guy off the field uh, and change that narrative and that he wants to be here long term. And that's why he signed this contract uh, to sort of change the narrative. But what's your maybe your thoughts on here and that? Again, I'm kind of paraphrasing what he said, but. What are your thoughts on, on Randy Gregory? Well, of course, for me, I definitely wanted to see Randy Gregory uh, at the podium so he can explain his behavior. And I get it. This is a physical game. It is an emotional game uh, as well. But it's being able to harness and channel 
that energy that you have inside and distribute it in a positive way. And look, I've been in a situation like Randy Gregory before where I too have uh, unfortunately uh, lost control and you have to answer, you know, for it, for your actions. And, and I think this is part of the, the new wave for the Denver Broncos, having guys stand up there and be held accountable. For me, it's not just a head coach and a quarterback who should answer questions when things go wrong, have some of the other guys answer questions. So we get a bead on how this team feels, but I thought it was great that, you know, once again, Randy got up there. He was remorseful uh, for his, his actions. And I hope it motivates him, George, to go ahead and, and, and we don't know if he's going to play on Sunday, especially with this, this, this injuries that he's dealing with, but hopefully it pushes him to be a, a better person, both on and off the field. But I thought, it was wise that he did say, hey, listen, I want to be here long term. Because once again, we don't know who's coming in as the next head coach. Is he a Randy Gregory guy? Will he look at those actions and say, well, I don't want that type of guy on my team? And, you know, Greg Penner's already said, the next guy that comes in here, we're giving him all the resources that uh, they want. So that guy could part ways with Randy, but Randy was making – uh, uh, claim for himself that he really wants to be here. And I hope that whomever comes in, uh, they don't look at this incident as a way of just of defining him because uh, people can change. And all you need is uh, one situation. And hopefully this is the one that would change things for not just Randy Gregory, but just the Broncos as an organization. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I look, I, I like Randy a lot. Uh, he's been, you know, uh, re- you know, other than Sunday, very good with the media. And again, I kind of was like, you know, indifferent about him, uh, you know, choosing not to speak on Sunday because of what happened. And and you could just tell in the locker room the dude was not in a good place to like. If he if he would have spoke on Sunday, he probably would have said some things that uh, would have made the situation worse. Uh, so him, you know, deciding not to speak was probably a smart move on his part, but. He's a guy, Nick, that one, the Broncos need him to work out, right? Like he's a guy that they signed to a five-year, $70 million deal. They need him to be better than what he was this year. And I know the injuries got in the way, but that's why a lot of people maybe weren't uh, as uh, eager to sign him was because of the injury history. I mean, he's, you look at his career, he's missed a lot of time because of injuries. So, uh, you know, he needs to get that figured out. And sometimes that's, that's not, it's out of his control, but uh, you, you want to see him be healthy moving forward. And then you want to see him be a leader, Nick, because he is a guy in that locker room that's played a lot of football. He's been in the NFL for a while. He's seen a lot of ups and downs, right? Uh, he's a guy that I think if he can get, you know, um, that leadership part of him back, because mm-hmm. he had it in Dallas last year from everybody that, that we've talked to, you know, he was on their leadership council, um, you know, in Dallas. If he can be that type of leader, I think it can mean a lot for this football team because especially on that defensive side of the ball, you do have a lot of younger guys uh, other than Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson that, you know, could use a guy like Randy Gregory to lead that room. So I hope he can figure it out because I think it'd be the best for the Broncos. Uh, And again, I I like his personality. So I I think that it'd be a huge boost if if he could become a leader for this football team and become a really good football player. So Nick, we got to take a break. And then we got to dive into Dalton Reisner, Nick, because uh, I have some things to say about Reisner. Uh, I don't know if you caught his press conference yesterday, uh, but the tone was a little bit different. 
than Randy's, uh, and I'll explain that after we take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 